The Dental Download Podcast is your source for insight into dental school, conversations with dentists, specialists, and leaders in the industry. With new episodes every Monday morning, I'm your host, Haley Schultz. Let's get into this week's episode. Studying for boards is one of the most challenging parts of dental school. Once you're done with the major didactic years, you might be out of routine of really having to study hard, or at least I was. Thankfully, we have INBDE Bootcamp, making preparing for boards easy. I used INBDE Bootcamp for my boards, and I passed. I love how many practice questions there are and how similar they are to the real exam. The videos were also insanely impactful to me because it took the things we'd learn in dental school, but it presented them in a new way that was concise and easy to remember, specifically highlighting information that's actually on the exam. You know I had to get you a deal on my favorite test prep. Thank you INBDE Bootcamp for sponsoring today's episode. You can go to bootcamp.com INBDE and use code HaleyDental10 for 10% off your bootcamp subscription. Hello, everyone. Happy Monday. Welcome back to another episode of the Dental Download Podcast. It was about two years ago that I touched on a similar theme to this one, but I'm two years older, two years wiser, and we have new information to share when it comes to my advice if you are early into dental school or you're a pre-dental approaching dental school and you're thinking about how you're going to manage your relationships, how you're going to grow your relationships, anything of that sort. And I love to talk about this topic early February in honor of Valentine's Day. And before we get into all of that, I do just want to give you a little outline of what we're going to talk about today. And then, of course, we have to do a quick recap of what's been going on in my life in dental school because there's a little bit of fun stuff to share. So as for your little outline for this week's episode, first thing is going to be prep work. So that will be partially things you need to internally figure out about what you want to come with your relationships, as well as conversations and topics you should discuss with the important people in your life. And again, this isn't all about romantic partners. It's definitely applicable to important friendships and family relationships in your life as well. And then the last segment is going to be advice for while you're actually in dental school, how to make it all work and a tad bit of good info about long distance relationships because that is my wheelhouse, if you will. I have been in a long-distance relationship nearly all of dental school. The very beginning bit, I was single, and then I met my current boyfriend, and we have been together ever since. We have been long-distance pretty much the whole time. He's never lived closer than an hour and a half away, but majority of the relationship, it's been four to six hours apart driving. Thankfully, it's not a flying long-distance relationship. My heart goes out to some of you that are in that situation, but I'll be speaking on it a little bit from my perspective and experiences. But as for recapping what has been going on, I went on my first external rotation of this semester to a new clinic in Southwest Michigan. And I specifically asked the person that assigns us to different clinics for this site because I'd heard good things about it and rumblings that, in my opinion, this might be the very best site. So of course I want to go to the best place. So I did what I had to do to get assigned here. And I'm so thankful that I did. The preceptors are wonderful. We have two preceptors for four of us students rotating through. It is a federally qualified health center. And because updated rules to Medicaid in Michigan, 
you can do root canals and crowns now as of last April. So we do a handful of crowns, actually quite a lot of crowns. I would say all of us did at least three or four crown preps in the week and then maybe one or two deliveries. None of us had done root canals this week yet, but I know they're going to get them on our schedule when we go back in March. And then we did a lot of extractions, of course, and a lot of restorations, a decent amount of children. They do not have nitrous at this clinic or any other fun distraction things, no TVs, anything like that. So really only the most calm and cooperative kids are able to tolerate having restorative work done, but definitely can easily do exams and profies on almost everyone. And then usually it's the eight-year-olds and higher that we can handle that they can handle having operative work done. So there were a couple younger kiddos that we ended up referring because it wasn't safe to work on them. And then I did do a handful of restorations on some older kids. But I would just say comparatively, we can see a maximum of eight patients a week at school with typically it's about five or six people. That's assuming maybe you get some cancellations. So really five or six patients a week. And at this clinic, you're treating six to seven patients a day. So in two weeks at this clinic, it's like two whole months of dental school experience, which is just mind-blowing. And you're working much more at a normal pace, and you have a lot more autonomy and all those things. You still get checked a safe amount, but you just have a lot more leeway and trust in you than you probably get at the dental school itself. So it was super, super great, and I made a vlog about it. If you want to see a little bit more in depth, feel free to go over to my YouTube channel. It's just my name, Haley Schultz. And with all that said and done, let's get into this week's fun episode all about relationships, advice, conversations you could have, and different things to consider when it comes to relationships over these four years that you're possibly away from your loved ones or just really, really busy with everything that comes with dental school. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. As I mentioned, this first segment is going to be about the prep work, the things you can do to make the transition into dental school easier when it comes to relationships with your loved ones and their expectations, as well as things you can figure out internally for what you want. And I think of course, like I talked about in my whole goal setting episode recently, that's like the first thing you need to do in life in general is always figure out what you want. And maybe that's not always 100% attainable, but it's important to at least establish what you want out of your relationships and your connections with your loved ones and what you want out of dental school and what you expect of yourself academically, clinically, and then how do you think all of those puzzle pieces can come together? Of course, those are very lofty tasks, but that's the basis of the prep work, of course. And I did mention that I have another episode about this topic. We're talking about a spinoff of things from that, though. It's not all going to be repetitive. So if you want more information about this or more fresh thoughts from me when I was heavy into didactic time back in D2 year, it's episode 97. You can check that out. 
So some things to consider if you're still pre-dental or you're about to start dental school. Before choosing your school, if you have an option of locations, how do you feel about your support system being far away from you? Do you feel like you have a strong support system where you live now? Is that because of their actual proximity or are you already used to having long distance family or friends? If you do move away, how are you going to upkeep those relationships once you move? And do those people understand what availability you're going to be able to give them? And then if you're going to be long distance with a partner, are they ever planning to try to move with you at some point during the four years of dental school? Are you planning to move back there after graduation? Are you two planning to move together to a totally new place later on? It's good to at least have a general idea of what you want to happen at the end of these four years, even if you're not sure what that might be. Maybe you do or you don't want to specialize. You're not sure yet. It's good to make sure everyone's at least on the same page of what your potential interests and options could be. And speaking of a specifically romantic partner, if you're going to be in a very serious relationship, this is something that I've noticed a lot of classmates and peers go through is, do I want to get married during dental school? So I would say, for the females listening at least, this is kind of a hot take, but if you're thinking I want to graduate dental school with my partner's last name because I'm planning to change it and then I'm going to use that for the rest of our lives together, I would say you don't need to get married in dental school just to have your license be different because you can change it later, but it's very complicated. I would say just go with your natural timeline and see what happens If you're into your engagement before graduation and plan to change your name eventually, then yeah, you probably should legally get married if that makes sense for you and do the name change all before graduation and licensing. That's the thing is you have to change all of your licensing tests as well. So a lot of us take the INBDE at the end of D3 year. So maybe you were thinking, oh, I'll be married some point during D4, so it'll be fine for my dental license, but then you have to go back and change your INBDE, which again, it's possible, but it's a lot more work. So if you're thinking you're going to change your name and you want to do it before graduation, try to do it before all of the licensing thing starts. And eventually I can make a whole name change debate and process episode in a couple more years after I'm married because I feel like no one explains how all that works when it comes to being a licensed professional. In addition to, I feel like it's already known to be confusing just legally changing your name, let alone what it's like as a female dentist to try to maybe or maybe not change your dental license. But I was told by a female mentor doctor that she kept her maiden name on all of her dental licensing. So dentally, she is Dr. X. But she changed her legal name, like even on her passport ID, to her husband's family's last name. So her married last name. So Mrs. Y everywhere else. But there's also the option of keeping your maiden name everywhere, your dental license and legally on your IDs and everything. But just socially going by your husband's last name with like your kid's friends. So to me, I could be like Mrs. Smith publicly around the community but 
Dr. Schultz at my practice, even though I plan to go by Dr. Haley anyways, because I want to avoid the whole last name confusion and whatnot. But it's a lot to consider. So if that's something you're debating about, just know that you have a ton of options and I wouldn't stress too much. I have to fit in a wedding because I know I'm going to marry this person close to or right after dental graduation and I want to have their last name there's so many ways to go about it if that's something you're worried about so I would just say don't worry and more so go with the natural timeline but if you do want to plan a wedding during dental school I would say the lightest time is usually during the summers and it's usually going to be the summer between third and fourth year at least at our program and I know a handful of other programs All right, enough talk about marriage for all of you that are like, that is not on the radar, because I understand that for a lot of us people that are younger in dental school, that is not something we're considering. I do want to bring on eventually someone that was a mother during dental school, because I think that is a whole other type of relationship and job and work that is way too big of a subject to discuss in this particular episode but as for family itself for let's say your parents siblings cousins whoever is what you consider to be family i think the most important things to do when you're just getting started in dental school and before dental school is establishing how often you think you can see them whether that's virtually or in person you all know that Earlier in dental school when we were super busy, I always made sure that I had one day a week where I didn't do anything for school. Ideally, it was like two days, so it might be Friday evening into like a Sunday evening. So maybe when I got home from clinic or sim lab on Friday, I would stop doing school. I would enjoy that evening, all of Saturday, and then a half day Sunday still to myself and doing things with loved ones, things that I like to do, and then I'd hop back into school for Sunday night. That was pretty typical unless we were right in the middle of midterms or finals, but for normal weeks when we just had an average amount of work, I would say that was doable. But so during that time, you want to make sure that you're thinking of, okay, what do I need to do for myself, for my own mental health and my own physical health during that time? How can I put an effort to building relationships with my dental school classmates if that's something that you want to do? And then how do I stay connected with the relationships I had before coming into dental school. So that might be scheduling out a trip back home every once in a while. And depending how far that is, maybe that's only once a semester. Or maybe that's going to be every month if it's just a quick drive. And then maybe you're going to do a friend's trip where you all meet up in a place that none of you have been. Or maybe you're all going to go visit one friend who lives in a cool place. Or maybe your friends are all going to come visit you. And that's maybe once a year that you do that. But it's something to look forward to, something on the calendar that you can be motivated and excited about. I know for me, having things on the calendar was huge for motivation when it came to getting through the really hard times in dental school, knowing that I had something fun to look forward to and I was going to be spending time with people that support me and love me and that I love and want to keep up with was just so uplifting and knowing that there was something good at the end of a hard week to look forward to was just huge. So that could be a FaceTime, it could be a trip, it could be the biggest things to the smallest things, but figuring that out and then establishing those plans early I know not everyone especially people our age that maybe aren't in a professional program might not be as into planning things out four or five six months in advance as you might need to be but 
if they love and care about you, they will happily get something on the calendar that you can both look forward to, I'm sure. And other than that, I think it's just setting the stage for these people when you start your program, like, hey, our friendship is so important to me and I know I'm going to be really busy and really stressed. I'm going to try to text you update summaries at the end of every week about what went on and send you some pictures of what I was doing around town and around campus, talk to you about the new people I met, and then you can send me one back whenever you have time because I know that you're busy too. Or maybe you want to do an actual phone call with this person or something, but setting up kind of a commitment between the two of you of communication that you want to have, ways that you're going to be keeping up on each other's lives and showing the other person that you care. So don't just send your update and they send theirs and just keep doing that back and forth. You want to go through each picture, each little message and say, oh my gosh, it's so cool that you finally got to start doing that in your lab because I know you were really looking forward to it. And then you might say to your friend, oh, congrats on getting that presentation at work finished with. I know you were really nervous. I'm so proud of you for pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. Things like that, like actual comments and engaging and showing that you care is going to make you feel really connected to this person still, even though you might not be seeing them in person and you might not have as much in common anymore, which I think is the big relationship hurdle to get over compared to undergrad into dental school if these are friends from that other life stage because you used to see them all the time and have so much in common and now you probably don't so you really have to make that adult friendship type effort to keep these relationships up with these people if they are valuable to you and that's probably everything for this segment so next we're going to get into advice for when you're actually in it and when you're going through the challenges of dental school, what advice do I have and specifically some advice for long distance relationships. Okay, let's wrap off this episode with the practical advice. You're in dental school, maybe you listening now are in dental school and you're wondering how to keep up with these relationships, but also maybe you have some doubts, maybe you have some concerns about the way that your dental school journey is going in terms of your personal life and maybe how you expected things to go. So that's one of the first things I want to go back to because I know when I first started dental school, probably my first six to eight months of dental school, at this point, I had already met my current boyfriend and we were just starting to date and everything. So romantic wise, I was happy and in a good place and I lived with a fellow classmate, roommate, dental students so we were pretty close but I just didn't feel like I had a giant group of dental school besties at that point and I just felt super confused because I had heard oh you go through this struggle with people and you guys get so close and they become your family and you're gonna have so many amazing memories and it's not that I didn't have good memories or that I didn't get along with my classmates I just didn't feel that like intense bond with people and we didn't always hang out a ton outside of school and I thought that there was something wrong with that but I just want to say you definitely don't need to feel guilty if you don't have a lot of 
dental school specific friends it's amazing if you do make that community and you have this huge group chat and you guys are just ride or die for each other and you hang out after school every single day studying eating everything is together because that's amazing and I think that really works for some people but not everyone is like that and if you're not like that don't feel bad about the way your relationships look you really only need one or two true supports throughout dental school And at the end of the day, we have to be honest with ourselves that really like you are your own biggest fan or at least you should be and really only you can pick yourself out of a slump and pick yourself up when you're down. You can have people tell you the nicest things, the most supportive things and tell you how amazing you're going to do and that you work so hard and that you deserve this and you deserve that and you can handle it and you've gotten through all these challenges. But it never really sinks in until you say those things to yourself and you believe them. So really, the most important relationship that you have in life is the one with yourself. (laughs) I mean, putting aside, I guess, if you believe in any kind of faith, like for me, that would be the most important relationship. But earthly relationship, I would say, is with yourself and then family and other loved ones. But you got to make sure that you're taking care of yourself and engaging in positive self-talk and taking care of your body, all those other things that we talk about in other episodes when it comes to getting through dental school in one piece and trying to have fun and enjoy the time while you're in dental school. A lot of that comes down to you and how you treat yourself and how you view yourself. Aside from that though, how can you try to form a community in dental school? So how can you form that family-like unit while you're in dental school? And it doesn't have to be through people in dental school, although it can be. Some of my advice would be to join activities in the community to find your people, your community. So that could be through dental school. It could be through the main campus if your dental school is affiliated with a larger university. It could be through a group through your church or faith. It could be through a fitness center, fitness classes. It could be through a hobby that you have, whether that's a running, skiing, books, art, whatever it may be. Could be through thrifting. It could literally be anything that you like to do. Could be bonding over coffee, like literally anything. But get out and engage in free events going in your community. Take like discounted classes, look on Groupon, look at flyers around campus, around your city, and just try to go to a few things and see what sticks. Introduce yourself to people. Say that you're new to the area or you're new to this art center, whatever it may be, even if you've been in dental school for a few years and you're just trying to find a new group of people to hang out with. Introduce yourself to people. Ask what their story is, ask how they've been liking coming to this place or doing this thing, what tips they have, and you'll be surprised. You might find a community of people that you really get along with and that start to feel like a family away from home. And as we talked about at the beginning, it's a lot easier to make friends when you have a common interest or shared something going on. And if you don't want to always be talking about dental school, you've got to make friends outside of dental school. So you have to find people that like to do something that you like to do or like to talk about something that you like to talk about. That's not how hard and stressful dental school is. So that would be one of my biggest advices for that. So last thing we're going to talk about is long distance relationships. Now, I don't want this episode to get too long and I don't even have notes for this segment specifically because I was like, Haley, you know all about the long distance relationships inside and out. You've been through it. 
I would say first things first, have a very loving, selfless, kind partner. And if they're not understanding and supportive and caring, then it's going to be really, really hard. So I'm very grateful for how wonderful my partner is. But it might be that they have to come see you 80% of the time and you only go visit them 20% of the time because you can't get away and you can't spend hours traveling because you need to be doing school. But maybe you can if you can be on a train or on a plane or you can be studying. But if you're driving and you can't listen to lectures and it's not practical, you definitely are losing kind of crucial study hours if you're really, really in deep to that time in dental school. So you might need to have an uneven spread of traveling effort and possibly also financial differences if your partner has a working person job and an income and you have student loans and debt that you are working with that also creates kind of an odd dynamic when it comes to relationships in dental school. But I would just say at the end of the day, if this person's really supportive of you, it's going to work out and they want to see you reach your dreams as much as you do, then you guys will get through dental school in one piece and you'll be okay. But some fun ways to kind of keep that connection going when you can't travel to see each other is of course the beauty of FaceTime and the internet. So the different like watch party functions on different streaming platforms is really fun and you can just kind of message each other while you're watching the movie and make funny jokes and just connect in that way. I've seen people make meals together virtually or one partner might send the other a food delivery of their favorite food as either a surprise or you each get each other something but they don't know what it's going to be. <laughs> Different things like that can be fun as well as really just I think checking in with each other and making an effort to talk every day even if it's not for a long time. It might be while you're commuting to and from campus. It might be right before you go to bed. I just finished studying. I'm exhausted. I can barely get words out but I love you and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Something like that really goes a long way to let them know I'm still thinking about you and I still care about you. And then I would also say, depending on who the person is, you could have them help you study. You could send them a study guide or note cards or something and have them quiz you. That would not be fun for them, but it would be productive for you and maybe something to switch things up. So that's another thing you can try. If you want to just keep things exciting, there's also a bunch of different like game apps or even like in iMessage, there's the little game add-on where you guys can like send each other games throughout the day that you can be playing. There's so many different ways to stay connected. I feel like digitally that makes long distance a lot easier. And like I said earlier in the episode, really planning out when you're going to see each other is just huge and gives you something to look forward to in the more short term of that semester. But also figuring out your plans for after dental school gives you so much to look forward to. And now that I'm someone months away from graduating and moving out of Ann Arbor and moving in with my partner finally and not being long distance and starting my job as a dentist, like all the wonderful things happening at once are just months away. Like I am beaming. I'm so happy. I'm so smiley. Just the thought of it. I like I'm through the roof. I feel like I'm like the final race like steps of a marathon I'm about to run through the big finish line and there's like all these lights and everything's amazing like I'm serious it feels incredible to be honest and I'm still a few months away 
So know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel and work that out between you all what your plan generally is going to be and use that as motivation as well when you're feeling down about the distance. So that's really all the talk I want to do about long distance. I don't want to get too, too much into it. I know I have some other advice in that episode 97 that I mentioned and then I also have talked about it on my YouTube channel again that's just my name Haley Schultz if you look up like Q&A or relationships on my channel you should find some advice for long distance and some backstory I guess on how I've done it but that's everything for this week's episode I hope you all enjoyed and I will talk to you next Monday with another guest